Hey everyone, I'm Mallory Rubin and I am thrilled to tell you that House of R has a new podcast feed. Joanna Robinson and I will now be with you twice a week with more of the deep dives you've come to know and love on the Ringerverse. In addition to exploring all of your favorite nerd culture new releases, we'll have nostalgic revisitations, hype meters, Hall of Fame inductions, tropes courses, drafts, and more. All bad babies are welcome as we dive into Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and beyond. Follow the new House of Our feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Lidman. I'm here with Callie Curry. We are back to talk about Love is Blind, season five, episodes five through seven. Oof, Callie, the show is problematic and so entertaining. I just, there's so much to dig into. Who is your public enemy number one after seven episodes? Oh my gosh. There definitely has to be some sort of like ranking system here, but... It's a really close call for me between, oh God. Well, let's just list the contenders. I think it's got to be Uche. Yep. JP. Yep. And Lydia. I feel like those are the three to choose from. Yeah. For me, it's JP. I hate JP. There's definitely some honorable mentions. (laughs) We'll get to all of them. (laughs) But I think that those three are the worst or I guess there's other people that I don't like but I don't know if they're necessarily like evil yeah I think those three people I don't know that Lydia is evil but she's conniving there's no doubt about that well we definitely have to talk about that because we were talking about some of the things that she did that you were like eh, it's not that bad and I was like <laughs> no it, it's in, it's incredibly alarming to me all right We'll come back to JP because I need to really prepare myself emotionally to dig into it because I, I, he's the type of person that just, I despise, to despise, and I feel like there's no hope for. Lydia, the Lydia, Aaliyah, Uche situation, I think is unprecedented on a dating show. I'm just trying to think about like anything remotely comparable. Sure, we get love triangles all the time. Sure, it's like the wrong reasons. It's like, oh, they actually knew each other. On The Bachelor, there was always rumors that like, Nick and Caitlin actually had met before Nick ended up on her season or like other things like that. There's always been rumors that like Trista and Ryan knew each other before the first season of The Bachelorette. But this, this there's, there's nothing else like it. So we we left at the end of episode four. Aaliyah had left the, the show. And then we basically learned a lot through the conversation, the phone conversation between Uche and Aaliyah at the beginning of episode five. And I think probably the biggest reveal there that then turned out to be, I think, true. It hasn't it hasn't been confirmed, but I believe to be true. Is that it seems like Lydia went on the show because she knew that Uche would be on the show. It's 
a really, really weird situation. Well, one, I want to say I believe that wholeheartedly. I did too. She went on the show because she saw that she was going on a show. I believe we didn't see it on camera. But I just want to say, I, I don't think they showed it, but maybe they didn't capture it on camera, though I doubt it. They probably have the footage. I believe that something Lydia said led Aaliyah to believe that that's why Lydia went on the show. Because Aaliyah kind of like led Uche there on, on that phone call. And then she brought it up again later at their lunch. But she was like, maybe she logged into your computer and saw an email. Like, I feel like she had some kind you of information. What did you say? Aaliyah had that. Yeah, yeah, Lydia. yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently she also said to the girls, like, I feel like I'm going to run into someone from my past. There's just, <laughs> there's just too much there to think that this is a coincidence. Also, Uche, knowing she goes, she went through her, through his email and knowing like, and Elia also was just like, are you sure she didn't go through your email? Are you sure she didn't? I'm just like, there's too many stalker red flags with Lydia for me to believe that this is all coincidence. Also, he said one word and she was like, Uche. Yeah. She, she and knew right how away. We were like, how did he not recognize her voice? Like, that's crazy. But if you really think about it, it would be the last place that you would think you would run into an ex that you like recently stopped talking to. Right. So I do get why Uche was like, what? Like he was probably like, He's probably so freaked out. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? I also, like, I agree with Aaliyah with being like, oh, well, it seemed like you were, like, so nice about her. and was like, you can meet whatever. And I'm sure Uche didn't want to badmouth her, which I will give him credit for. He didn't do. Mm-hmm. And then part of me is like, I'll take a little bit of that credit away. Because I also think he probably didn't want to badmouth her too badly because if he cheated on her or did something, which she alludes to later, he's like, I don't want her to say anything bad about me. Plus, the one thing that I keep coming back to, their relationship or like the off and on went on for a really long time. It's not like it was like a short lived thing and she like got really attached and like he moved on. But like they said that they met in 2020 and then like over the next two years, they apply, they like saw each other on and off. And so... It was like legit. They had like a very long relationship, even if it never got that serious. But it just is so, it is so weird. I can't, it's kind of like hard to believe this is happening on the show. But one thing that you and I were debating is how bad is it that she like, he, he, he references the fact that she like, he was looking at the stories of women he was following on Instagram repeatedly as part of her stalking she also did some other things like taking a picture of herself outside of his house and texting it to him and like other stuff like that that. is beyond yes that's that's beyond beyond. the instagram behavior though i want to defend that i just don't think no you don't want to defend it you yes i do i feel like you defend it is strong i think you're going to explain why you think some of it is okay (laughs) like i 100 check out who other people follow And when I am like beginning to like see a guy and I'm like wondering like what else they have going on, I'm like curious about who else they follow. And I look at some of the other girls. I'm like, oh, did you do you still follow people that you dated? How many like Instagram, like, you know, borderline like adult content accounts do you follow? Like I do a deep dive. I just think that's like this public information. Why wouldn't you look at it? Like, yes, perhaps I, too have stalkerish tendencies. But I just think that some of Lydia's behavior is not that uncommon. I think that people do that a lot. At least women do. Okay. There are levels, though. (laughs) Sure. I agree. When I was dating, if I was, like, thinking about dating someone and I went to their Instagram page and they followed 7,000 people but only had 100 followers, that's a red flag for me. (laughs) If you follow... 200 people and I look and 180 of them are women with no shirts on. That's a red flag for me. Like (laughs) there are things like that where I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. Am I going to look at women that you are friends with and then go to their stories that they can see me looking at their stories? Not once, not a mistake, consistently looking at their stories that's insane behavior. 
I guess I understand it, but I agree it's bad. You shouldn't you shouldn't do that. And if you feel that you have to, you should make a burner. Like that's just my advice to you, Lydia. <laughs> I also think that if you feel like you need to do that and you need to make a burner, you also need to stop dating the person. <laughs> also, maybe you need to work on why you need so much information to like feel secure. And, but that's and what function. I'm saying. Like if you feel like you need to watch private stories because like your stories are kind of like private for your followers obviously it could be a public account mm-hmm. but I think they're not supposed to be for like average if you're ever a normal person obviously like if Kim Kardashian posts a story like go watch it I don't care sure but if you're a normal person let's say a thousand followers I'm not looking at your story over and over and over again that's insane it's insane behavior and if you feel like you need to do that <laughs> You obviously don't trust whoever you're dating, so you should probably not date them. (laughs) I think that, like, I just have empathy for her on the Instagram front. I'm so tempted to look at stuff, but I will just say she clearly has no impulse control. Like, I just, I feel like Lydia, on on the Instagram front specifically, and I don't think that Lydia is, like, representative of the average woman whilst dating but I do think on the Instagram front she represents the like an extreme form of a certain behavior that's all I'm saying extreme form sure then on top of it it's like okay maybe maybe I don't know if I could truthfully but maybe I can get past that even though I think it's really 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 strange I think most men and most women in general if they're dating someone who's going to that extreme would be freaked out by it. Because to your point, if you're like both really into each other, it's probably not necessary, right? Like you you, you would be getting other kinds of reinforcement and signals. So I understand that most people would be freaked out by that. I'm just saying I get it. I'm just saying I understand the behavior. As a, as a fellow nutcase, I guess. <laughs> I think that if she were just looking, like I know like my friends have done this and I'll be like, calm down. Like it's not that good, whatever. If you want to look at who someone's following and waste your time doing that, that's fine. You're such a secure dater, Callie. It's so funny to me. No, no, no. I just think that. It's doing not, it's that not, by the way, it's only fun, not like ha ha funny. It's just like. No, no, I, no, no, no. I'm I, I obviously it's easier for I think for me to have this perspective like I haven't been dating in a long time. So I don't sure. know if, you, if you're single for a long time, you probably start doing more things, period. Like I know my friends do more things. You start questioning yourself more. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just think that it's going to make you crazier. Like if you're constantly (laughs) looking at who someone's following, I also just had like a really in-depth conversation with my friend who's getting her PhD in certain behaviors. And so I think it's just very fresh in my mind. But if you're constantly looking at who your hopeful spouse is following, you're then also now constantly comparing yourself to other women that's just what's gonna unconsciously happen right shit is not healthy there's also a lot of projecting that goes on there's like there's a real disconnect between like online behavior and like in-person behavior too so yeah so i think if it were just this alone maybe you get over it although the the step further to the story watching is what's like completely cuts me off Doing it over and over again is bad. I, I mean, I just want to say, I don't think that Lydia's behavior is good, but I, I just, I think that that being the center of Uche's argument of like, this is what she's done to me was weak. The picture, what he sent after the picture that she sent, were like, I'm outside your place. That is, and then also reading his email, that is much more alarming, much, much more. I feel like it's the combination of all of it that like just the Instagram story alone for me, just that is enough for me to be like, I'm done. I couldn't do this. You're freaking me out. If I have friends calling me being like, hey, this guy keeps watching my story. That would freak me the fuck out. Like I would be (laughs) like, what a weirdo. I'm not like, we're done. I like to DM people who watch my story a lot. I'm just like, what's going on here? I just like to confront it. (laughs) Imagine your friends having to confront this guy that you're on and off with. Like, I would be like, this is nuts. I like how all the women were were able to be like, oh, the only person we have in common is Uche. And so they were able to go to him. (laughs) So that combined with her checking the email, combined with her taking a picture outside of his house, 
combined with Aaliyah finding out and her reciting every fact she's ever known about Uche, combined with her telling Aaliyah that she slept with him three months ago, combined with her somehow getting on this show with Uche, all of that is fucking insane. It's very alarming. Do you, I have a few things to add to that. I, I can't, I don't disagree. I'm not, I'm not here to be like, let's all just like get on the Lydia train. I, she was in my top three of public enemy. But do you think the producers knew that Uche and Lydia yeah. had dated? Yes. I think they must have. It doesn't seem like Lydia was like keeping this in. She's not like trying to keep it quiet. She's, First of all, unless it's a situation where she's manipulating it, which she did with Aaliyah. I don't think she can keep it in. She's so excited to tell anyone any detail that she can about Uche and hers past. I know. She, it's really like trying to like mark a territory. As much as Lydia... and we're Also, she... More- the way that she frames it to Milton is mm-hmm. a lot different than how she's framing it to Aaliyah. So she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely does now. Like, that's the thing. Even like the, the Twitter stock or Instagram stalking, whatever... If I thought that she was just some like loopy doopy girl who like didn't really know and was just like, what? What's wrong with that? Like, those are your friends. Why wouldn't I want to know? Like, and all that. I feel like I would feel differently about her. But I'm like, you know what you're doing because you're presenting it differently to different people. And she's not stupid. I want to play slight devil's advocate again. Mm-hmm. Having seen how Uche talks to Aaliyah and how he treats people. Is it possible that he did something to contribute to the toxic, the clear toxicity of his relationship with Lydia? Because the way that he talked to Aaliyah on that phone call was appalling. And I was just like, this is a very, this is manipulative. What'd you say? After she left. Yeah. Like he was so mean to her and like blaming her. And he was like, you didn't think about me at all. And like, he just was so, he was just really blaming her. And I, I like really hate being spoken to in like a stern voice like that. So I think also I, w- I would have been hard for me, but like the way that he acts with her is also like to me, extremely alarming behavior. Yeah. I do think, I don't even think the phone call was the worst. I still think that conversation after she told him that she cheated on someone was just Especially now knowing that nuts. he cheated on Lydia. Well, the, the, the other problem is we don't, we don't know if he cheated on her or not. She makes that pretty, that's the implication though, right? Yes, that is the implication. But we also like didn't hear anything about that until like episode seven or eight. I don't even know what episode we're on. I think it's when they had the fight in episode seven at the party. Yeah. So episode seven was the first time we heard about it. And also I'm like, you guys were never together based on everything we've heard. So how did you, how did he cheat on you? I think they both acknowledge that they had like a relationship of some kind, Uh, even if it wasn't like, as they say on Love Island, closed off. Official, official, exclusive. Yeah. But exclusive is a step beyond closed off. I'm just going with closed off. But if you're not closed off, then how can I cheat on you? I think the better way is like you were definitely talking to other girls and I had no idea and you made me feel like I was the only girl. Right. Like you were dishonest. But she's again escalating their relationship to something that it wasn't. Do I think that Uche was like a part of making her feel a certain way and manipulating her based on this seven hours we watched or whatever it is it's pretty clear that uche can be manipulative definitely so maybe but it also seems like she's pretty good on her own she's pretty manipulative herself so i just think the two of them together was probably nuts which clearly it was the way they fought was crazy We'll get there in a second, but before we get there, it's time for a special part of today's show brought to you by United Airlines. United is the largest carrier across both the Atlantic and the Pacific, and this year's schedule includes nearly 25 new routes. In fact, in 2023, United will fly to over 100 international destinations, including expanded service to Australia with flights to Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. All of this got me thinking about couples destinations, especially because today on Bachelor Party, We're talking about how on Love is Blind, they go to Mexico. But what if they did go to somewhere in Australia? Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. There's so many beaches in Australia. 
I believe the best would be to fly into Sydney and then they could go to Byron Bay, which you may know from the tabloids because it's where Chris Hemsworth lives. And I believe Matt Damon also spends his winters there alongside Chris Hemsworth. And I'll be honest, I've always wanted to go. The beaches look amazing. And I think what better way to test these love is blind relationships than to basically put them on a flight for who knows how long, 16 hours, I think. See how that goes. And then they're in this brand new place. They can explore it together. Probably would have to add a few more days into production to really make it work. But I think it's something to consider. Let's send them further away and just make it special. Or here's another idea. In season three, the Dallas season with Alexa and Brennan and Matt and Colleen, they went to Malibu. Yes, Malibu. They didn't even get to go to a warm beach. Malibu never gets that hot, or at least I'm pretty sure it didn't at the time of filming. So what about a makeup trip for the couples that are still together? I feel like Matt and Colleen have really earned it because somehow they are still together and recently moved into the same apartment. So just something to consider for the future, you know, and send them on United. Why not? Wherever you travel for your couple's getaway, make sure you check out United Airlines. Plan your trip today at united.com or on the United app. Remember, flight schedules are subject to change. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, I think it's in episode six when Aaliyah and Uche have lunch. I think one of the reasons I was like, wow, Uche is really manipulative is because the way that he spoke to her at the lunch versus the phone call, it was like someone who had collected himself. He was much calmer, but he was like laying out all of these facts. And he was like, and he's a lawyer, right? It was very lawyer behavior where he was like, this happened, this happened, this happened, blah, 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 blah. And that is why I cannot date you. And we are done here. But like the way that he did it was like, that conversation was like so persuasive. I was like, yeah, he's right. They shouldn't date. He's making a lot of sense. And it sort of like was like a bandaid over all the like really mean ways he had talked to her before. So I don't know. I just think that he's very hard to fight with and made me feel really bad for Aaliyah. I hope she's doing okay. Do you think they're done, Aaliyah and Uche? I think that based off what I've seen, again, don't know her, don't know him, but he seems like the type that like wants someone to just like beg for him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I don't know if they're together but I think there was probably some more conversations that have happened all right so you brought up their big fight I think that was in episode seven Lydia I thought Lydia's expectation for Milton to like sort of be her I don't even know what she was like I don't even know how to put it but I just want Wilton Milton to get out of this. Do you think they're going to get married? I just really, really, really hope not. I do think that Milton's not dumb. No, he's clearly brilliant. <laughs> like he's so, a genius. Yeah, but you can be like book smart and not like street smart. Like not sure, you can have a high IQ with an average EQ low or low EQ. EQ. Yeah, and I don't even know if he has a low EQ because you can see him like digesting things differently, but he clearly is very physically attracted to her. Big time. And I think that men can struggle sometimes making great decisions when that's a big factor. One thing I found very notable about Milton was that he had, in addition to his stack of dollar bills for the strip club, he also had a stack of Playboy magazines and other pornographic magazines. 
I found that to be odd considering the amount of porn that's available online. And I was just like, is this for show? Like, is he a collector? I just thought that was honestly really surprising. Well, I mean, he's definitely different, like just like than your average guy. I guess I wasn't like that shocked by it just because I was like, if there is someone that would consume this in a different way, like in a more scientific way, it would be him. <laughs> I liked when they were bonding over uh, like the microscope and and science like that was like probably like the most wholesome part of the show. I didn't Milton having a roommate. I didn't see coming. I was really surpri- I agree. surprised by that, but it makes sense. He's 24. Like, of course, you. I think it makes sense to not only need to have a roommate, but want to have a roommate at 24 mm-hmm. for like the social life and hanging out and whatever. By the way, I get that like most of these people don't have roommates because they're most of them are a little bit older. But I did think that meeting the roommate gave me like a little bit more on Milton. Like I got to know him more from him having a roommate. And like, yeah, definitely. And also, roommate. I thought that seemed like they had a sweet relationship. I don't know. There's just mm-hmm. really... There's not a lot, uh, there's nothing, I have nothing bad to say about Milton. I just really don't want him to get married. Like this is, would just be a, not a lasting relationship. Yeah. To Lydia. To Lydia. But even in Lydia. general, I'm just like, I'm not sure. I, I feel like Milton He's has more 24. life to live before getting married. Which, did you think it was interesting how many members of this cast we never met? So many, it, especially because we're down to two couples. There's only two couples left. <laughs> and so... It's, it is pretty. About that. We're down to two couples, and obviously the show edited it to be like, well, there's a lot here, so mm-hmm. we're just going to whittle this down. But like, usually at the like, everyone meets each other. They don't have like that many extra people. There were so many extra people, and I'm like, some of these people must have thought that they were fully on the show. They yeah. had the, their whole relationships were probably filmed, and they just like didn't make the cut. Well, that happens a lot on the show, apparently. Well. It's even weirder again with this season. I have to say, like, the show is problematic in that I think Uche seems like a very manipulative person. It's just like people on the show that you're like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend you for my friends. So, like, why, why are you being set up to get married to someone on this television program? But the flip side of it is, it's like incredibly entertaining. And this season is so different than any other season. We're down to two. We have this love triangle. There's like some similar tropes, like people's class. I think class issues tend to be a bigger topic on this show than like race issues necessarily. Although there's, there's been both, but like this season just feels different to me. And it's a real like credit to the casting because I was thinking about it a lot in comparison to the bachelor, the bachelor was so formulaic, but this show, the sort of like the hallmarks are, are less like intrusive. And it's like, it's like the get together. It's the gold cups. It's like the different phases or whatever, but their personalities and like who the individuals are is so much more front and center, which I think is why it's like so much more captivating. Cause like you're seeing like beyond warts, you're seeing a lot of like the ugly truth of humans and of like these humans in particular. Whereas the bachelor tries to sell you on a fantasy. This like sells you tries to just be like, who knows what's going to happen with this crazy idea and these wacky people. And it's like, it's pretty interesting. It's incredibly interesting. Even like breaking down the different types of relationships and the dynamics, like, We've never really had some of these characters before, even though it's the exact same formula. It goes in different directions. And I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more we can say about Uche and Aaliyah. We'll come back. Well, I'm sure we'll keep searching, coming back to them, Uche and Aaliyah and Lydia and Milton. But we got to talk about JP and Taylor because I have to say, I feel the most angry. You said JP's your number one. Yeah. I hate enemy JP. Enemy of the state. <laughs> yes. He's, he's the number one enemy of this podcast for me. There's a lot of things with JP that so, we can talk about. Number one. Yeah. Number one. His wardrobe? If you look like it's 4th of July, 24-7, <laughs> it's an immediate no. Oh, absolutely. Immediate. I have less in defense of JP's wardrobe than I do for Lydia's internet habits. Also, they were in Mexico. It's like, dude, just nobody cares about your American flag at this resort. Like, it's it's just, is everything about it is weird. By the way, they could have been anywhere. It didn't matter. He was getting off his USA looks. He had USA swim trunks. He had yes. USA t-shirts. He had USA, like it was, I'm like, Every look for three or four days was USA themed with the flag specifically. 
also like it had to have I, I, I hope, I assume it's purposeful. I can't imagine that you open his drawers and it's just flag apparel. I can't imagine that. Well, sometimes when I pack, I'm like, I'm just going to wear, I'm just going to pack the things that I've worn over the last week because I know that I like them and like they're good outfits. So like, it might just be, this is how he dresses. So he went for like his standbys. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay, but if it's you're a huge a TV flag. show, you're not like, let me just wear what I wore this last week. If you're going on a TV show, you're like, let me make, like, I'm going to look good. I want, like, and he chose straight USA gear. Yeah. He was like, this is how I want to represent myself on television. Where do you even buy that? I don't know. Like, do you, does he buy web, all of his not clothes? Not great places. Does he buy all of his clothes in the week before July 4th at like his local <laughs> big box store? I don't know. <laughs> or like the week after and then gets them on sale. I don't know. It's alarming to me. In general, the American flag is a little tricky for me. I agree. It's complicated. Yeah, and it's turned into like, you know, it seems like something else recently. It's a symbol that's been sort of co-opted for like political purposes. Yeah, so like the American flag, the American flag is like a little scary. And the first thing he wore, I want to say, was an American flag shirt. I think this one chunks her first. You do? I think so. Because I, I think that they, I think that they like went in the hot tub and it was awkward. Like pretty early on. Hmm. I just remember I saw something first and I remember being like, oh, that's weird. Swim chunks are less weird to me. A lot of people buy like yeah. American flag swim chunks around the 4th of July. And so like, that's one of your like three swim trunks. Like, okay, that's fine. But then to follow it up, with flag after flag after flag after flag. Like, it was crazy. I was just like, this is an immediate now. It's just like, it's an immediate deal breaker for well, me. And then I was trying to think, like, is it because he's a firefighter? Do firefighters feel this strong? Like, because I'm like, he didn't even serve. But I do think, you know, firefighting well, we don't know is like... He may have. Well, I guess. I feel like that would have been a huge talking point for him if... He barely he spoke, though, outside of the... They didn't get that much no, time the when pod, they showed I know, like, but we didn't get that much of them at all. We really didn't. Okay, but I just feel like we know he's a firefighter. He's talked about it multiple times. I feel like he would have... The, the, the two sentences that he did get off were about him firefighting. I feel like he would get off he served. I do think there is, like, a correlation in patriotism between being a firefighter and, like, likelihood mm. to feel some level of like patriotism. So what I was going to say is as far as we know, he has not served, but I was thinking in my head while like watching this, I was like, okay, so he didn't serve, but like being a firefighter is serving at a different level. Yeah. Also in New York after nine 11, it became like really correlated together. Like this sort of like pro U S yeah, I mean, stance. He's in and- Houston, but yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> having grown up with that sort of like that connection or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. I just, I was like, I just. We're on the same page here. It's a, it's a deal breaker. But beyond that, the way that he was incapable of having conversations with Taylor because he felt unattracted to her based on her reveal look. Is well, do you so... think that's true? Yes. He he wasn't talking. He was like, and then he finally opens up. He's like, yeah, it's been awkward since the reveal. And he just like couldn't speak. He didn't speak because he wasn't into Yeah, her. but like, I'm just like, you can't. I don't know. I'm just like, you're not speaking because you didn't like her eyelashes. Like, it just doesn't seem like a reason for why you can't speak. And that's why he sucks. And he's my public enemy. I don't think it's a reason though. I think he's like awkward and like just isn't, doesn't have conversation. And like, instead of just being like, this is how I usually am. And me being in the pod was cool because like I could speak. That's probably why you went on the show. It's probably why people around him told him to get on the show. Like he says, I can talk to her and there's no pressure. Yeah, I know. Okay. Do you, do we believe him? Like, I don't, believe him i think no that but that's in the how fight when they when he and, and they fight and they're in bed and he finally admits like i didn't like how you looked like you know like we'll be fine if you don't wear makeup and you look like this it's like he's being really honest then because he just sort of like lo- i think he just like loses his cool and he sort of like loses 
the restraint to not say anything. And so I think that's I think that, legit. I think that he honestly does not like the whole made up look. I think that's true. And that's but also think- fine, by the way, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that being your preference. Also, like you're attracted to what you're attracted to. Like, it's not like you, you know, as they say, the heart wants what the heart wants. It's just like how he went about it was so like mean. And Rude. the way that he said it was like making her feel bad that she fucked up by having a made up face and it like made the well, relationship awkward. Yeah, I mean, he made her feel incredibly like ugly and probably insecure, all of it. But I think he feels those things. I think that he felt like, yeah, I thought you were real. And then you came out with like nails and lashes and fake tan or whatever. And I was just like, what? You're not real. Which I'm like, that has nothing to do with her being real. I know. But but he can't even give her the chance. He can't see past that. Like he just like assumes because she was wearing makeup, she's a certain way or whatever. And it's like, it becomes this blocker for her, for him. But I think that he just sucks anyways. I think that even if she came out with freckles and all of that, he still would be fucking weird and barely talk and not have a great personality. I think that he's like that. And she keeps being like, it's awkward. Cause he's like, yeah, you keep making it awkward. You keep making it awkward. You keep bringing it up. You won't get past it. And she's like, because you keep being awkward. And I'm like, yes, he's just awkward. He's totally fine with how things are going. And then he's like, well, the reason why I was awkward during that time is because of da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, but you haven't, you, you've, it's been horrible this entire, it's not just the review. Cause like he, him, Kim keeps saying like, you won't get over it. You won't get over it. And she's like, because we're still there. Like we're, you're still awkward. And I think he's like, okay, she can't get over how I acted. So let me just tell her. And it's like, Thank you for telling me why you were awkward at the reveal. You're still fucking awkward. Like, I think this is his personality. I agree with you, but I also think, I think I agree he has a bad personality, but I think he doesn't know how to be around a woman that he's not like completely into. Like, I I feel like he probably doesn't have a lot of like woman friends. That's probably true. And I think the fact that he wasn't attracted to her is like such an issue for him that he can't get past it. And so he acts even worse than maybe he would otherwise. He did seem kind of sweet in the pods. I thought he seemed like, I think he seems just like odd in general, but I, so like, I agree with you, but I think you're also like letting him off the hook. Like, I think that he is not just like an awkward guy, but I think he was like so thrown oh, off by not being not like, not wanting awkward, to like, though. what'd you say? It's not just awkward. Like, yes, he's an well, awkward he was, guy. She was trying so hard. What I found so hard to, about, to watch was like, she was putting in so much effort. She was trying to like keep conversation going. She was trying to like make it fun. And he did nothing. He contributed nothing to trying to make it successful or, you know, even pleasant. And it was so frustrating. He just was such a jerk in that way. It made me so sad for her. Yeah, I'm saying it's not just him being awkward. I think he's awkward. I think he's an asshole. I think that he can't have conversation, like just general conversation. Like he's definitely not at like networking mixers. That's not happening. He can't do it. He's incapable. (laughs) Like I think if he went to a networking mixer, he'd have little to nothing to say to anybody. Like he's just, there's just not the thought a lot of a there. networking mixer. So <laughs> random. <Callie. laughs> I'm just thinking of situations where you have to come in there with your a, your a conversation game. I don't think he could do it. Yeah. I think maybe he's, he, maybe he thrived in the pods because he wasn't distracted by other factors and he, all he could do was talk. Or you thrive in the pod because it's like a fake world. It's like being on the internet. He's probably great at typing things out or texting. You know how people are like f- fine texting and then in person they're like mutes and you're like, what? You're like I think funny I, via I, text. Yeah, I think you're I'm better like, in person than a text. text. But you, like, can, you can be the judge. I think you're the, like, you're, I think you're the same. You're like, I, how you act in person is how I would have expected you to act. You <laughs> okay. have, you have, Thank you. you have, there's people that you're around where you're like, uh, are you okay? Like you're not, we text all the time and it's all good. And <laughs> now you have, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some, I think the pod is like a very, very safe space. No one can even see what you look like. No one can see what like you're doing with your hands. No, there's like no pressure. 
And then all of a sudden you're around someone physically and it's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, it, it sometimes even with like my really close friends, like who I don't see very often because we don't live in the same place. We text all the time. When we are then in the same place, it takes me like a minute to kind of like get used to it. I'm like, I, I like associate you with like my phone more than like your body at this point because we don't see each other. Yeah. And then after like two minutes, you're like, all right, I'm good. He's like, nah, let's text about this. Yeah. I'm sure He's, he could have he texted sucks. her that he didn't like the way she looked an hour into it if he had if that was how he had to communicate if he was away from her and got to communicate with you're her you're giving him such so much credit i can't believe it i hate it's him not, so much more i don't think he not, would I there's no, no evidence no, no. that he would be able to conduct he, himself well at any point oh, oh, oh i'm not saying he would do it nicely i'm saying that he would be able to have done it i don't think he would i don't have but i don't think there's any evidence for that i'm so you're giving him a lot of credit the evidence is like how he was in the pod was completely different like why are you a completely different person? I just don't think that just because you're unattracted to someone, all of a sudden you become void of anything that you had before. Like, and it wasn't just, I feel like he was excusing his behavior for the reveal. This isn't just the reveal. You've been an asshole. You've been <laughs> awkward. You haven't been able, and it's not even like he's just shy. He won't fucking speak at all. He's a bad, he was being a bad partner in that scenario because she was, he was not meeting her even like 30% of the way. It's, it's even beyond that. It's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's, he needs to be like a pen pal. I think he'd be really good finding but a woman in, in I, jail. Can't he just be a bad dude or like a bad partner? Why would he? I don't even know why he'd be good as a pen pal. Because <laughs> based off what we saw in the pods, if he has to not be around someone, if he does not have to look someone in the eye, if he does not have to physically, he's he's fine. He was fine. He was like nice and totally fine in the pod. I think someone in prison is the person for him. Or in a totally different country. <laughs> Pen pal or, only. <laughs> or like an internet person you never meet. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is absolutely wild how much he switched up. And I agree with you. I think he was unattracted to her. I agree with you. The way that he described how he was unattractive to her was so mean and rude especially after she had like let's be real here i would have given up way sooner oh my god way sooner she sleeping in the same bed as that person would be unbearable no way unbearable also she kept reminding herself like we like i i liked him so i loved him like i was so into him in the pod like i like i don't know what's going on but i gotta keep trying gotta keep trying like good on her i would have been like I'm out. This I is was really, weird. when she broke up with him with like a lot of dignity and calm, I was like, good for you, girl. Like she crushed it. She came off great. And Honestly, I was really happy. I hope she's okay. She's probably winner of the series. Who do we like more than her? No, she's great. I'm like, also, obviously we like Milton, but like Milton's with Lydia. So I don't really know. There's, you know, we'll see. What has she done wrong? She's done everything right. She even like, was nicer than I would have been. She was really much nicer than I would have been. I think that the makeup thing also is just like, there's a way, I think there's a way for him to have said that, to be like, you know what? Like, I'm so, I'm so happy we've met. And like, as I've gotten to know you more and more, like, I think you're so beautiful without makeup. Like, I think you look great this way, but. Okay. There's just, but I loved, I loved that she was like, cool. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Like, just because you like me with less makeup doesn't mean I'm going to wear less makeup. Like, no. She's great. I want to do. There's things. It makes me happy that she's a teacher. I feel like she seems like she would be a good teacher. Yeah. I I just think that if a guy wants you a certain way and they, one of my best friends in the world, I remember she's dating this guy for a long time. And I remember him telling her, like, hey, if your eyebrows were like a little thicker, I think it like you'd look better. And in the moment, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I would be like, fuck off. If you're like, I would have, you know, there's things about you that I don't necessarily like, 
but like you know what I mean? Like you're not to yeah, love no. every it's bit of so every hurt. single it, person. It really hurts. That being said, he was right. She she made her eyebrows thicker and she looked awesome. Changed everything <laughs> for her face. But then the next thing he said was like, if you lost like 10 pounds and I was like, no, 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 no. Like now, you know what I mean? Like, I think if you're with someone for long enough and they're like, Hey, you look really good this way. Thank you for the input. But like, and, and like we've built enough like trust and rapport that like I can take something or like, Hey, you gained a few, whatever it is. Like if you're at that point in your relationship, doesn't mean I'm going to love you any less. Doesn't mean I'm going to act like a fucking psycho if you don't look exactly how I want you to act. I mean, look exactly the way you want me to look. But like, that's one thing. It still doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah, totally. And also, it's just maybe it's not the right relationship for you. She, the way she acted was like really graceful. I, I think the other thing is like this show, they, they work up to the reveal so much. I do like that the reveal is like very early on in the show. I mean, it's a big part of how it like works structurally, but they put they do put a big emphasis on it it is a huge deal if like you know you haven't seen each other you have all these ideas and so for him to then also just be like disappointing and like in, inexorably change his opinion of her is probably worst nightmare of what could happen on this experiment also him being like every girl in the world would want to hear that i'm like no bro no one wants to hear that and to your point that's like someone being like, I can't believe that you wore makeup on your wedding day. It's like, yeah, it's like, I wanted to feel pretty. And like, it's, I, yeah, the thing about makeup is, and I think this has also really changed in the, and like, even since like we were kids, cause I was thinking about this. I don't know if, did you watch Full House? Of course. Do you remember the episode when Steve and DJ are being like counseled by the adults on like how to communicate? And DJ puts on like a ton of makeup and Steve like finds a way to tell her nicely that like he likes her better without it. I don't know. This was a topic on Full House, which I just think is funny. But I just think that like the makeup industry has become like a point of way, like a way for people to express creativity, to Mm -hmm. express, you know, a sense of identity. And also for like a lot of women and like look at like Rihanna who is a billionaire from her cosmetics among <laughs> other things it's like it's a huge industry it's like a huge mm-hmm. part of you know creative expression not just for women but like for so many people and so for also him to be just like so dismissive of the idea of wearing makeup is just like ignorant yeah and like I don't wear a ton of makeup but that's just because I don't really know how and like I but it's just like a style that it's just like that's my style but I think it's awesome when people like know how to do it I, Honestly, one thing that's changed a lot in reality TV in the last 15 years is pe- people, contestants are way better about doing their makeup. It just looks oh, really good. Way better. There's so many resources to learn how to do it. By the way, I agree with you. I don't wear makeup like barely ever. And the biggest reason why I don't is because I don't know how. It's not because yeah. I don't want to. When yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'd love my, to learn how to contour. I just need to like spend some uh, time on YouTube. No, I've spent it. It's just... It's hard. I'm not a painter. <laughs> That's what I've boiled I it know, down to. I know, it's hard. I like... My in-laws, like my sister-in-laws can do makeup so well and it looks so good when they do I it. I mean, I think Adele's makeup is like unbelievable. I've, it's just even the many different iterations of her career and like where she's been in life, she looks amazing. Like it's such a, it can be so empowering it can be like literally make you riches. I mean, it's like, yeah, but I mean like, for example, like, do I think Adele looks like that every day? No, but, or like my sister-in-law, does she look like that every day? No. But when she's, if she's having a reveal to her husband for the first time ever after being engaged, would she probably do her makeup to the, to the nines? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And okay. Like, do I know now whether my husband likes me with more or less makeup? Yes, I do. But like, it wasn't a determining factor in your marriage. I know. Also like I, I wear makeup when I want to wear makeup and I don't when I don't like me knowing that didn't really change anything that I did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because your relationship is more than that. Fuck JP. Let's talk about Izzy and Stacy. Oh God. God. There's, there's a lot there too. Izzy and Stacy are, I know, Izzy and Stacy are the most 
archetypal love is blind couple. Uh, you know, we were saying like the show doesn't always have like archetypes, but they are the most archetypal. There is like a class difference. There is a lot of lifestyle difference. There is a like just a different type of, of life. I think we can, it goes without saying she made way too big deal of a, of the paper plates and solo cups in his cabinet. Yeah. I think it's like fine to not, to not want that, but like to equate it with like his, his value as a partner was just like completely absurd. What did you think about the lost and found? I see both sides. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it wasn't like cool, but I was just sort of like, I don't know. There's some, I get her point. Think about that. Shit. Of like, you saw it yesterday. Yeah. So why don't you just throw it out? But I also get him being like, well, I don't want to like change anything. Yeah. Like I wanted you to like, know. but she's like, for what? And I agree with her. Like for like, I didn't need to see it. I don't care. I think also the other thing is like, we know, and I think Stacy knows that Izzy is a player because of the way that he was so he was like the hottest commodity in the pods, right? Like so yeah. many women thought they were going to end up with Izzy. And it's because he's charming. He's a charmer. He seems like fairly easy to be around. He certainly has the fewest red flags. I actually don't really have like any red flags on Izzy. Just a matter of like if you're compatible or not. No, no. There's definitely a little red flag there. What? What about his conversation with Johnny? What was he so mad at her about? Because he was like, you're making it seem like he was that like you knew what your life would be like and like whatever. It just struck me uh, as someone who needs to like vilify their ex. So it's like you can't have this person well, out in the world unless like you convince yourself like they like they were wrong. Because like she didn't, she didn't do anything. He broke up with her. I think that he wanted it to be known like you wanted me and mm-hmm. I didn't want you. So you're only with him because he's second best. Not because you, if I wanted you, like we would be together. It felt like he wanted it to be known that she wanted him so badly and that he said no. And like, you told me this and it's just like, why do you even care? I actually like Stacey's being like, I don't really care. Like, why do we care? Let's move on type of attitude. And even though she didn't like Johnny and I agree, Johnny was kind of a, like a bitch to her in the living quarters, but she still like, didn't make it a point to like go out of her way to be rude to Johnny. She was just like, I'll be cordial. Who cares? Like I've got my life going. The fact that he really wanted it to be like, we need to hammer this, that you wanted me. And the only reason why, you're, you're sketchy. You're a bad person. Everyone thinks you're sketchy. It's like, did we miss that? I didn't see I know, did anyone it, else think that she was sketchy. I know. I don't think anyone else did. I don't, I don't And then get when it. he came back and like relayed the conversation, it was different than how the conversation, like she said this, then I said this. It's like, no, bro. You came at her first. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Like, honestly, I couldn't follow. I thought that her and Chris were really sweet together, though. I mean, he was so nice to her. And he was like, what I'd be with like you. seems like a good... Yeah. Like, a good person. Totally. Overall. He was good in the pods, too. Yeah. I just didn't understand that. Well, we know that she's been through a lot. So hopefully she finds some kind of... Yeah. I mean, she was crying with, like, how good of a person he was. What? Like she started crying just talking about like how good of a person I know, it was really sweet. Maybe she just feels a lot though. Some people just feel a lot. And then like, I think that was part of it too. Like them talking about like how they met and how they knew they heard each other's voice in the airport. And like Izzy was just like, oh, come on. Like you're not that happy. Like you wanted me. Like it just seemed very self-centered and it was definitely a red flag for me. And yeah. that same that same red flag applies to in the pod, the moment that she had anything wrong, he was like, yeah. no. And it's like, bro, that's true. you have baggage too. Let's be real here. Like, by the way, does everyone have baggage? Probably. But yeah, like, of course. you had your moment to tell your story of the, of the trauma that you went through. And then the moment that she had some, it was an issue. He's definitely self-centered. I think with him and Stacy, I think that they get married and it does does doesn't go well. Although I could maybe see them still together. She seems like the kind of person who would just want to to stay together and work because of like the appearances. But her emphasis on her own wealth and like her own how rich her family is was just like, <sighs> bizarre and trite. And like I think that why would you make him feel so inadequate? Like I just think it's a really weird way to flaunt your wealth and your lifestyle. 
That's just like not good for any relationship, not to mention like unbecoming. I actually thought her father, when he was like, this is who she is, was kind of like the most honest and sort of realistic. But the way she was talking about it was just like pretty gross. Like all of her expectations about never wanting to split a bill and wanting to be taken care of and, you know, having to like contribute to the house and like all that. I've had this conversation so many times with friends. What do you mean? I've had the conversation with friends of like splitting bills and stuff like this. Like I have friends that are like, if I'm marrying someone, why would I split bills? I'm not splitting rent. Like that's crazy. But I don't really understand. Why is that crazy? I feel the opposite. Shouldn't you I mean like if you're going to get married, like shouldn't you split stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing I would say for dating, and this doesn't apply to what she was talking about. I think some men have an approach where they feel like they should pay for stuff. And so if they are attracted to you or like they want to like assert themselves in a certain way. So if they don't want to pay for things, it sometimes can be an indication that like they're not attracted to you. That's also like a really outdated way of looking at dating. And I like, I don't know. I just, what she was saying makes no sense because they're combining their lives. So like, yeah. even if you have separate bank accounts, like, are you going to be ch- taking, are you like, keeping track of everything that like your spouse pays for versus what you pay for like in terms of date night I thought understand if it's like okay I'm gonna handle the cable bill because it's like twenty dollars and so you're gonna handle utilities because it comes to twenty dollars for like gas and electric combined like that kind of thing but if you're like dividing and conquering but just like wanting to be taken care of like that just like so disappointing especially it didn't seem to make sense for the rest of her lifestyle she's taking care of a lot for herself well, or she's used her family wealth to like make it happen for herself or something, which, okay, that happens. I don't know. It just, it was a, it was a pretty ugly side of her. To me, it's more so just like, I don't, you can't have it both ways. In my opinion, you can't be like, look how strong and independent I am. Look what I've built for myself. Like, I love that I've done this for myself. Now I'm getting married. So no, you obviously take care of all of this. I'm like, what? No, if you want to live that lifestyle, if you've worked really hard to build that lifestyle, by the way, that's awesome. That's great for you, which it's kind of hard to determine like what she has built and what her family or her dad, I don't, this, it seems like she gives every, all the credit to her dad and not her mom. Yeah, so I tried saying, to Google them. It seems like he worked in the, in the oil industry, but I couldn't tell, which would make sense for Houston. But then I was like, is she actually from Nashville? It's confused. Her family's confusing. Well, she attributes all of it to her dad. So I don't know yeah. if her mom's in the picture or what. But anyways, like, I'm like, did her dad give her something here? Because then also her redoing the house, like the dad even mentions, like, there's a lot of issues with the house. So I'm just like, how nice is this house that you even have <laughs> that you make? Houses make are just money pits, period. Even if it's nice. Every house. Yeah. But I mean, like, you're making it seem like you just bought, like, a mansion. It's clearly not that. You have two luxury cars for reasons we can't figure out or even like we can't even think of a single reason for one person to have two luxury cars dm me if you know one we haven't we we haven't been able to list one (laughs) so there's there's questionable financial decisions on her end because i'm like if you're paying all this off but don't have the money to pay it off like are you just living beyond your means and your dad's helping you? And so you need someone else to come in there to help you. That's one thing, but that's not what you're representing on the show. You're representing like, I've built all of this. I've done all this on my own. I've, I have this great life and now I want you to come and take care of it. Also, I think it's unfair that like, if I made significantly more than my spouse, Mm -hmm. you can pay for, the electricity bill, right? Let's say that's $20. And then I'll pay the mortgage. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's ways to both contribute. What makes sense for everyone? And then if you have just completely combined your finances, then like, that's just the pot we use to pay for everything. Yeah, I know. All of our finances are in one bucket. There's different ways to do it, depending on your financial situation, your relationship. Like there's no necessarily like one right way, but her being so stringent of like, I expect you to pay this. for everything and also like big is just so but outdated yeah, to me i'm just like so then what happens to your money yeah where's that going it's just i guess i admire her for bringing it up and being like this is what i want like that's honest but 
not what I'm not what I would recommend in a relationship. No, but I do think that having the financial conversation is important. So I was oh, ha- I'm glad that definitely. like I feel like we and don't you have always to do it. hear that. Yeah. Let's do some quick predictions. Do Milton and Lydia get married? No. I'm going with no as well. Do Stacy and Izzy get married? Yes. I'm going with yes as well. Are Johnny and Chris still together? Yes. I think I'm a yes on that one, yeah. She seems like she does long-term relationships. Have JP and Taylor spoken since Mexico? Fuck no. I think maybe texted. I'm going to go texted, but certainly not seeing each other. To your point, I think she's like, <laughs> it could be bye. a good pen pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lastly, I think you answered this, but just to circle back, Uche and Aaliyah together? I'm going with no, because I think that at the end of the day, she's got a good head on her shoulders and she sees this is not a good, this whole thing is a bad situation for her. It's I'm going to go toxic. with no, because even if maybe they were like trying to figure it out, once her friends watch this show, it's going to be no. It's going to be a hell no. I can't wait to find out what happens. We'll be back next week to cover eight and nine. Thank you so much to our producer, Devin Ronaldo. And have a great day. 